This is Get to the Point, coming to you live from the audio recording studio here on the Kingston campus of the University of Rhode Island in Ranger Hall. I am Joe DeLeon, joined as always by Sean Anderson and Jake Fire. I had no adjective today. No adjective? No adjective. Uh, it's all and right. hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back to Get to the Point. There we go. Coming in hot and hitting the gain. You know, I just... <laughs> uh, just In the just, red, as uh, always, Jake Fire. <laughs> just came back from an awesome Supercuts haircut. Got a nice mint shampoo, ah. good tea tree oil. Why, why do you do that to yourself? Supercuts. Supercuts is the place. Why do you do that to yourself? Sponsored wow. by the MLB. Is or they really? they sponsor the MLB. Uh, come on, baseball. Do better. I got a little trim. There's you know. so many barbershops around here. Cleaned up the sideburns. A little super cut to action. Come on. It's quality. It, it's a good haircut, and it, the haircut was overdue, but it... You know what? I People mean, in the locker room were saying, you're starting to look like Elvis with those sideburns. So I was like, all right, you know, got to weed whack it down a little bit. Well, we are one week off from recording an episode. Sadly, we did not have one right before free agency on that last Tuesday because we had spring break. It was a pretty good break for all of us. Uh, I think we, you know, took advantage of the time of getting away. I mean, it wasn't as great as going to Brooklyn, but you know, oh. it, was a, it was a, it was a, good, it was a good trip. Sorry, fire. You don't. Did, did people go to Brooklyn? I don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I hear tell. it's pretty good there. Uh, and there's, I think there's some basketball games that are played. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, I gotcha, I don't really I gotcha. know. I got gotcha. But the one thing that did make me very happy. Who went to Brooklyn? Tell all. Uh, Wriu. I, I, did you go? No, we didn't. It we was didn't a joke. <laughs> the the joke the joke was that they were they were acting like the I, I don't want to get into it. And alrighty <laughs> then, transition. So over the weekend I was very excited to uh stumble upon a very interesting situation that happened with our beloved friend Matt Miller. Tears of a clown. Yeah, Tears of a Clown. So Don't know who Matt is. Matt Miller is the NFL draft analyst for Bleacher Report. That Matt Miller. He's I a thought you were yes, talking that about Matt a Miller. Rhode Island Matt Miller. No, not a Rhode Island Matt Miller. So Matt Miller, background story for fire so he understands, we don't like Matt Miller. We actually got into some uh, beef with Matt Miller, and he actually responded to our tweets. Legitimate beef. Um, uh, yeah, he didn't know I, what the beef was about. He didn't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, he's he didn't, didn't want to. Yeah. Freaking joke. A, he's a bum. He didn't want to acknowledge it. But Stupid Missouri. My beef with him was that I had tweeted out to him, and I said, Matt, I'm a you know a big fan. I, I read a lot of your stuff, and I was wondering if I could interview you for a class. Now I get it. Guy's busy. Wasn't expecting a response. He said yes. He said yes to, to me letting me interview him. Told me to email him. Nice Emailed guy. him. Never didn't get a single response. Good nothing. Dude. Yeah, it completely stood me up. So that that rattled me. Uh, it, it rattled Sean as well because he felt <laughs> that it, I was in the wrong. No, no, I felt he was in the wrong. I was defending you. Well, I was wrong. Sorry, that's what I meant. Oh, to say. you were wrong. Yes. But this weekend, what ended up happening is that Matt started an absolute war on NFL Draft Twitter. It all started with, and if you're not familiar with the Draft Network, it is a recently started website, and they have this mock draft simulator. This simulator is probably the most accurate one out there. It lets you pick for one team, or you can do a full draft if you want to. And the reason why it's pretty accurate is that the same mock is not spit out every time. So the teams that are drafted around you that are that are simulated are not going to give you the same thing every time. And Matt didn't really understand that. So Locked On Chiefs on Twitter tweeted out a screenshot of a mock draft that they did for the Chiefs on Twitter. Matt Miller then takes the time to point out how unrealistic this draft is because some guys may have slipped to the second or third round and basically started bashing the draft network 
kind of indirectly and this simulator. Oh, don't do that, Matt. Yeah, no, he 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 didn't directly say it, but he said he was bashing the simulator. He didn't directly say anything wrong with the the draft network, but what he was doing was calling them out because he's honestly threatened by them. And it's pretty apparent. So then that transitions to multiple verified and well-known media personalities, reporters, draft analysts responding this by saying, well, how many times have you had a guy rated in the first round that slipped into the second or third round? So you can't really be the one that's saying that these grades that you have are the most accurate ones. Right, he stinks. Yeah. So, but realistically, no draft analyst is perfect. Right, so, so basically, you guys Wait. are a little upset with Matt. No, 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 no. And you guys are using this time to slander his name. We're not slandering his name. So then, what, I'm slandering his name. What this trend? Yeah, I, I'll gladly do it. This transitions to somebody from Bleeding Green Nation, which is the Eagles' SB Nation blog, violently coming after him and saying that he has ghostwriters and basically saying that he's a, he's he's an ass. Attaway Philly. He said he was an ass. And this is a pretty reputable guy. He's the Drake of the sports world. I wouldn't Drake call has ghost, ghost writers. Yeah, essentially. And so this whole thing takes <laughs> a very interesting twist because somebody that works with Matt responded and said, oh, I'm assuming this was coming at me. And then the, the guy who called him out for saying he, was, uh, he had ghost writers said, I wasn't directing this at you, but are you implying that you're essentially his ghostwriter? And he, he basically worked around saying that he's not his ghostwriter, but he basically admitted to the fact that he does work for him and, and does a lot of writing for Matt. So then that finally ends up with people questioning if Matt is using his time wisely. And so then Matt finally, you know, after people are saying like, oh, like what, what could you possibly be using your time better for right. that, that you can't be doing all of your work on your own? He's like, oh, I appear on a radio show. I have a podcast and I have to do all this. Um, you know, I have to do all of this, uh, this draft prep. It's all in the same realm. It's all in the same damn realm. <laughs> and then at the same time, I think I have acute bronchitis, but we're just going to keep <laughs> going along with that. Fire's not really eating this up. But the whole thing, the two takeaways I got from this whole situation. You didn't get to the juicy part. What do you mean? About his girl. Oh, so finally after people are just bashing him and saying like, oh, you, you're not, you don't use your time properly, you're wrong, you know, all this stuff. His girlfriend comes out and said like, Matt's such a great person. Why would you come after him? He takes time, and this is a lie, he takes time to talk to people that are interested in the field. Like, that's, that's a complete lie. Woman, you don't know Matt. Right. You don't matter. I, I'm the, the, the firm example that he does not do that. He pretends he does. He does not. This is making me cringe. You're, I mean, you're making me cringe. How am I making you cringe? You're making me cringe because you're not understanding the beat. I understand. <laughs> you, you know what? You're, the whole point of this was the girlfriend tried backing him up, and you have proof that you can slander the girlfriend's words. Okay. But the two takeaways I got from the yeah, whole she's situation. Stupid. The two takeaways. That Maybe she he did. does. Maybe he helps out people, but just not Joe DeLeon. No. No. Not poor little Joseph. Yeah, the, yeah the, and we can the, have beef with that. Yeah. yeah. What are you <laughs> defending, Matt Miller? Yeah, no, no. no. I'm just, are you defending Matt Miller? I am just. We will cut you off if you do. Both sides God. of the story. And he is wrong for saying. Think you are. He's wrong for saying what he said to you, Joe, and not providing. Oh, I don't care him. about that anymore. I care that he got exposed on Twitter I because he was trying that. to. Yeah, I I do I, a little I'm bit, but a grudge. the whole point here is that he was exposed on Twitter. And the two takeaways that I honestly got from the whole situation was that one. He was bashing another outlet, and that ended up getting swept under the rug. And I don't—I feel like nobody's really acknowledging that—that that he was 
basically going out of his way to talk talk smack about someone else. And then the other thing, the ironic thing, is that he didn't respond to any of these verified people, and he did exactly what we said over the summer, is he only responds to schmucks from freaking backwoods Alabama that can barely type a full sentence and that say something stupid, and then he can make himself look good. Yeah, That's essentially what he did. Baby boy backed out. Yeah, baby boy backed out. Loser. Father's not having any of this. What yeah. a loser. Yeah. All right, well, there were some free agency moves that happened over the last week. A oh, yeah. lot of pretty lucrative, reputable Browns fan, Jake Fire. Yeah, it's, oh, The Browns are his new number one team. Okay, that is, that is false. How? That is fake news. I've seen you in more Browns gear than Patriots gear. Yeah, that's true. Because my father's side of the family are all Browns fans, so they all give me Browns gear. Doesn't your dad work for the Patriots? Yes, but he is from uh, the Ohio area in Pennsylvania, so all of his brothers... And his father are all Browns fans, so I have loads of Browns gear because I like to piss my father off. And he's, <laughs> and he's the baby, and he's the baby brother. So that's that you know that teenage angst you have. No, I mean they're my number, they're my number two team. If I have to root for a team besides the Patriots, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for the Browns. But like, I think they're number one now. That come on. So we're gonna run down this list of major moves that happened over free agency, and we're gonna grade them for the trades that we're gonna talk about. We're grading them based on the team that got the player, not the team that moved them. But we're gonna grade the major moves that really stuck out to us. And the first one being Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for a first rounder, a third rounder, and Jabril Peppers. Jake, what did you grade this trade? I'm gonna give it a solid A here. I mean. Uh Odell's a top three receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, and uh, he's just gonna, you know, you got other teams are gonna have to worry about Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, and Odell Beckham. There's just there's too many guys to worry about, and especially if, when Kareem Hunt comes back and Nick Chubb, th- that offense is lethal. That offense is lethal now, with Baker Mayfield at the helm as well. Sean, what did you grade this deal? I also gave it an A. I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a top five receiver. But I still think the uh, reward. Of Who do you have over him, Hopkins? We're not. No, 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 no. I'm just curious. I'm just. I'm just curious. It's a one name <laughs> question. Like, who do you have over him? What you want to get into this right now? Just give me your top three. Top three: Julio, Hopkins, Antonio Brown. Okay. I disagree. Okay, you're out of your mind. Hopkins okay. is four. Continue. That, that makes no sense. He okay, didn't drop all, the ball all right. Keep, last Sean, keep okay. going. I'm sorry. He's, he's stay just, on topic. I, yeah, he's a. a I didn't bring that. that. That's not. That's not on me. I know. Okay. Stay on topic, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, stay on uh, I still think it's a really good trade. You get a, a top five uh, player at your position, especially someone that's electric that can get you know those poor Cleveland Browns fans uh, in the seats and excited in Cleveland. And They're then, faithful. Give them credit. They are Come faithful. On. They they stuck it out. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good trade or a very good signing. Pardon. I gave this deal a B plus, and my reasoning for it is that I think Odell is obviously one of the best receivers in the league, and this is going to add another level to this offense. Baker Mayfield is going to be playing at a higher quality of play, and this offense is going to take some net, some big steps going forward. The reason why I didn't give it an A, though, is because I want to wait and see how this team does. Because if they don't end up winning up to par what people are saying, people are saying 12 wins. Yeah, that's ridiculous. People are saying... If, are you kidding if, me? If they, they go, won't make the playoffs. If they go 8-8 and miss the playoffs, this is, this is easily a B-plus deal. But the, the reason why, though, is that I need to see if they can all mesh together. They will 100% make the playoffs. 
guaranteed. Okay, we're gonna, we guaranteed to win the can AFC I just, North. Can I just have you save that take for the end? Can we, yes. can we double back on that later? Yep. Yes, we'll right, double back I, on that later. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't do it with you if he thinks that they're going to win. It is a literal fact. Literal fact. But I still am not 100% sure if that they're all going to be meshing together because Jarvis Landry and Odell are boys and Baker Mayfield is an outspoken person. So maybe in a year's time in this situation, we could have an Odell o- and Baker are also boys. They, they, he, I mean, ba- Baker, okay. Baker's like boys with everybody. I mean, yeah, but he's a very likable really, guy. Ba- but the, the, Baker's is not boys with, with uh, Hugh Jackson. He does not uh, like Huey. Or Colin Cowherd. But the the point yep. I'm trying to get at <laughs> here, the, oh yeah, <laughs> the point I'm trying to get at here though is that if whatever situation that o- Odell and Jarvis Landry don't really like what Baker Mayfield is saying, the two of them combined are going to be able to essentially dismantle the chemistry for anyone that supports Baker Mayfield. So I, I mean, we could put that cover of oh, I want to see what happens. Yes, on, on every single trade I agree. on here. So you just. I think the B plus I think, it, comes I think initial you look at this it, we take it from like best case scenario or I'd say a neutral yeah. case scenario I'm, I think it's an A grade I'm giving it an A grade but I I'm just not 100 percent confident you're a little I'm like 75 percent okay. confident <laughs> in the chemistry situation oh, for so me that'd be a C Let, let's be real the B plus the B plus comes because <laughs> you're a Giants fan I knew you were gonna say that that's not sour about I am very sour I was very livid when it happened I got some mean text from Joe I got in I because he was I, the first person who texted me and I, I didn't even to. I didn't even see the news well, until because I you were the first over. person that texted me about Harper so ha-ha. yeah that's true Joe what else are you sour about Olivier Vernon was traded yep. to the Cleveland Browns and this sour one I wasn't that? oh no I wasn't so he was trying to set that up he was traded for Kevin Zietler Offensive guard. Now, how does this help out the Browns? Jake, what do you grade it? An A, 100%. Arguably just as good as the OBJ deal. Because now they have a, a lethal front seven. They got Joe Schobert. They just signed They just signed Sheldon Richardson from the Vikings. I like that signing. They, sign, they have David Ojanubi, whatever. How do you say Ogun his name? Ogun Joby. Larry Ogun Joby. There they we got, go. <laughs> Obviously, they got Miles Garrett, and that takes some of the heat off Miles Garrett because now you got to worry about Olivier, Olivier Vernon, and that front seven is now lethal. Everyone always says, though, you know, once you sign the, the one other defensive lineman after you have a stud D lineman, that it's just going to take pressure off the D lineman. I, I feel like it that. doesn't happen. It doesn't. Every I don't time. think it happens all the time. It's like 50 50. It's the There's, same thing with the receiver. Yeah. Oh, it takes pressure off the receiver. They have it, more yeah. guys it's to a, worry it, about. More guys. It's a defense. It's the. It's, yeah. It, it's a front seven, no matter how you chop it you up. You know, and screw as a it. lineman, that if you're going up against a great pass rusher, you're going to throw more at that pass rusher. That's just fact. And if you got multiple great pass rushers and great linebackers, you can only allocate so much attention to each guy. I think it's a C. I think the Giants came up on top. Uh, I think Zietler is a good guard. I think he's better uh, value wise than Vernon. Not saying Vernon's not good. I mean, he's talented. I think the Giants did get robbed a couple years ago when they signed him. Uh, but you get rid of that. Uh, you get rid of Vernon. You pick up a, a decent guard. I think Giants come up on top. C's all around. Yeah, I'm giving a B. I'm a little bit in between here. I think that if you you adding Olivier Vernon is going to obviously increase a huge bump for Miles Garrett. Olivier Vernon's not a huge production guy, but he does take away a lot of attention, and he's going to do so for Miles Garrett. But the reason why I'm giving this a B is just I don't think that you need to be moving pieces along the offensive line when your offensive line last year was a little bit above average but was not perfect they must have expectations that they're going to be able to draft someone or 
fill in those holes because really right now who who's your best offensive lineman? Betonio. Yeah, Betonio. But Betonio and then what, Greg Robinson? Greco. Yeah, they just brought in Robinson. Greco's not there anymore. Cool. Greco's with the Giants. Yeah. Disregard that last comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another, and this is the first free agency signing that we're going to be going over. Another big deal that happened, and he was considered to be, especially by Jake, one of the top free agents in wherever they ended up going, was going to be followed pretty tightly. Earl Thomas signed with the Baltimore Ravens. one, buddy. Did I really? You skipped oh, the biggest wow. one of all time. I, I, the oh, biggest one. I set that up perfectly and then completely skipped it. You did. Antonio, but it was not uh, you want highly a, sought after. Do you want by another Jake. shot at it? Antonio Brown Here we go. was signed by the Raiders to, or sorry, was traded to the Raiders for a third and a fifth round pick, and then he was signed to an extension that was relatively lucrative. Mike Mayock even took the time to explain how the trade ended up happening, making the Bills general manager look kind of like an idiot, but... Jake, what is your grade on this? I mean, are we grading it based off of the Raiders now, or are we grading it like as a tr- like a tr- the trade in general for each team? We're we're grading it on the team that received the player, okay, and how how that impacts them. I mean, I'd, I said that at the beginning. I'd say it's a B. I'd say it's a B for Antonio Brown because I mean, obviously he's a fantastic player, but I feel like that team is just like in shambles right now. I mean, they're trying to get together, but they offered Trent Brown. The highest offensive lineman contract in NFL history. I just I feel like they're kind of all over the place a little bit, and I feel like Derek Carr coming in with a lot of he came into this league with a lot of steam, but I feel like he's really just balanced out back down at zero. I don't think he's that good anymore. Sean, what say you? Yeah, you guys gave him B's. Sorry to jump on your take there, Joe. I gave him a B minus. Yeah, can I get your B take first? I gave him a B minus. A B minus. Yeah, I gave him a B minus. It says B right here on the show. Oh, I cannot read. Can I get? I gave him a B because they were able to get him for chump change, but I don't like the fact that they're going to have Antonio Brown long term. Jay, sorry, John Gruden is somebody that does not bode well and work well with outspoken receivers. If you recall when he was with the Buccaneers, they actually traded Keyshawn Johnson and he sat out for a period of time, and that was in the early 2000s. And frankly, I would argue Antonio Brown is probably a little bit more outspoken than Keyshawn Johnson. I agree. So, they were able to get him for cheap, but he's going to be around for a long time, and I would not be surprised if they ended up trading him in two seasons because of the problems that he causes. You need to hope that they get along Bronchitis. in that offense. Derek Carr likes Antonio Brown, and more importantly, that Antonio Brown likes Derek Carr because if, realistically, if, if they don't get along and, and Derek Carr's not playing up to the quality that he's used to with Ben Roethlisberger, there's going to be some per, some pretty big hell to pay. That's why I gave it an A-, minus because he is coming from big Ben Roethlisberger, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Any doubt in the room that he's going to be a Hall of Famer? I no, think I think he, he's going to be. I think he will be, but like, Okay, eh. all right, well, whatever. Eh. Uh, yeah, I, I think Antonio Brown will be a little shell-shocked coming from big Ben to Derek Carr in Oakland. I, think that, I still think that uh, Gruden's a, a good – Decent coach. I mean, you do get Mac. I don't like the Mac deal still, but I do like the Antonio Brown deal. I think he's going to be a good receiver. I think he's a top three receiver. I think he's a better sign. Uh, he's a little older. It's tough I mean, to gauge okay. this because Oakland doesn't have anything going on. No, but it, it, until after this draft, we have to see what happens in, after this draft for me to really gauge how they're going to be. The Raiders are in shambles. Yeah. Here's one thing though to look at it is that. They traded Amari Cooper for a first rounder, and right. then they got arguably a better receiver, and a first round for way less. Yeah, they're paying him well a lot more, 
but they were able to get a first rounder and then basically just throw away that scraps a, together. That's a wicked good point. Yeah, for uh, Cooper, who was n- being incredibly ineffective in Oakland. Yeah. So John Gruden, I trust what he's trying to do from some perspectives. It's all dependent on how he's going to be drafting. So this next deal, I accidentally said a little bit too early, but it was somebody that Jake wanted to watch and see where he went because he's such a good player. And yep. it's Earl Thomas signing with the Baltimore Ravens. A little bit of a head-scratcher there. I mean, what I think, do you grade it? I think it's a good move for them because they got rid of Eric Weddle, so they they replaced him with, I think, who was arguably a better player in uh, Earl Thomas. I think he's better yeah. than... Um, Weddle, obviously, but uh, B, you know, I mean, that defense is going to be struggling this year. They lost Suggs. They lost Mosley. There's a lot of holes in that defense right now, and, I mean, Earl Thomas can only f- fix so much of it. Sean, what say you? I give it a B-, minus, just because, you know me, I'm not someone that harps on the injuries that, that players have consistently. Like, we've gone back and forth very heatedly about uh, grading somebody on their injury history, but he just broke his leg. I have to give it a B minus right now. I do respect Baltimore for consistently having an elite, Ed, a, a, yeah. an elite capable safety Ed Reed. for the last like twenty years. I'm sure that's part of what motivated him to go all the way to Baltimore. <laughs> to go, yeah, you, you have Ed Reed, Where's then you have from? Weddle, and then you he's get he's from Texas. I'm pretty sure Thomas. Yeah, he wanted to go to Dallas. Yeah, right, somehow they swayed him to go to Baltimore. I, I think it's fine. B minus. Yeah. There was actually a Dallas just signed someone, and, and nobody spoil it. I'm going to talk about that in a segment well, later. I, can I guess it? I didn't see Yeah, it. go ahead. Is it, it Barry? Nope. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it in a second. But okay. my grading for this deal was a B-. And my reason behind that is that obviously Earl Thomas is a good player. But the logic that I have here is they took like four steps back and then one forward. So you, you lost C.J. Mosley. You lost Darius Smith. You lost Eric Weddle. Smith as well, yep. And you also lost um, Terrell Suggs. And then you willingly spend all this money to bring in Earl Thomas. So the current state of this defense is not the same. No, no. They're going to have a lot better secondary play. I completely agree with that point that their secondary is going to be a lot better. But their run defense is not going to be the same. Yeah, and their shaky. pass rush is not going to be as good. It was, it, was, it was a very gritty defense before, but now it's kind of – I don't even – in shambles, I'd say. All the pressure is really going to be riding on the shoulders of Lamar Jackson and that offense, and now also Mark Ingram. The next deal, and I had a feeling that Jake was going to be very excited Love about this, this one, move. is that Nick move. Foles signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think everyone knew this was going to happen back in, what, November? A lot of people were predicting this to happen, and well, Nick Foles is a very predictable guy. The one thing the Jaguars needed to be successful is a quarterback. I remember I was watching the two years ago the AFC divisional round. It was the Jaguars versus the Bills, and Blake Bortles had more rushing yards than he did passing yards. He had like 83 passing yards. It was something ridiculous. He's a despicable quarterback, and if any team <laughs> can get to the division to the AFC championship with a quarterback that runs. Like, Blake Bortles is not a runner. He's not even a thrower. So, you know what, Nick Foles, he's a tested quarterback, beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He's a great move for this Jaguars team. A-plus. No, he's a C. 
He's a he's a system quarterback for Philly and for Philly only. I don't want to hear anything about the Jeff Fisher led Rams and that's why he failed. No, 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 no. Is he better than Blake Bortles? Yes. How much better is he than Blake Bortles? Uh, I'd say leaps and bounds because I think Blake Bortles is one of the worst. Yeah, he's, in, he's in Nathan Peterman. He's realm. good enough to beat the Patriots. And who's he going to see if he makes it to the AFC Championship? Beat the Patriots with the with the Eagles. Not the Jags, who the lost Jaguars have Jackson. They lost both of their stud receivers. Fournette's hardly on the field. What? Carlos Hyde? Can I help you? And their, their offensive line isn't what it was two years ago. It's, it's, get, it's getting back up there. But the Jaguars are uh, – you get – you don't know if you're going to have Ramsey or not. As if the Jaguars make the wild card, big – Oh, come on. 24-36. Oh, come on. 20, we can't can you write that down? I, I'll put it Can in. You write yeah, Why I'll can't we in. say that? I just uh, – come you, on. You just can't. It's, just, just, it's fine. It's just – uh, it, first, first of all, it's ham-fisted. My <laughs> second of all, it's lowbrow, and yeah. you sound like a Philly dullard. All right? I don't want to hear it. You sound like a bar stooler. Yes. My logic with this one is – and I gave it a C-, is that it's, it's putting – Duct tape on, like a sinkhole. They're they're they're, you know, it's gonna it, it, it maybe it can hold things together, but the, it's the, like, this is not it's like, going to fix things. I have an it's analogy. not. Go ahead. It's like putting duct tape on an iPhone and going live on that when you could have a webcam. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a perfect analogy because. That's the poor man's way of doing it because we refuse to spend the money and buy a webcam. Instead, we're, you know, we're adapting. We're using what we have, but it, is it the best available option? No. You know, I have an extra webcam. What, what's wrong you. with you? I hate you. What's wrong? What kind he of does, webcam? He never brings his ID in here. You have just, more than one webcam? I just have one webcam. Can you shake the mouse? Why do you have that? What kind of webcam is it? I don't know. The brand. Joe, okay. Are so we you, staying on? So wait, wait, wait. So fire comes in here supporting Matt Miller, and then now he okay, that's tells a, us you that's have a strong he's accusation. Yeah, he's, he's withholding, withholding technology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the technology. It's just he just doesn't want it's to. At my house, it. I found it cleaning out my house the other day in my hometown. How would you have just? Okay. I don't know. How could we stay? I found a samurai sword too. Like you find random things clean out your house. Samurai sword. steamed up. How much for the How samurai much for sword? It? I'll show you a video of me wielding it. It's really funny. Just Actually, how, don't how, give that to Sean. No, don't, don't no, give me that to, not give that to Sean. Why not? Because it, it, it was a gift. Okay. <laughs> what I was getting at, though, is that I think that there's more internal problems with this team. And also, I think that the major issue was obviously Blake Bortles, but as soon as Cam Robinson went down, their offensive line just did not look the same. They had guys that were cycling in and out. They even were so desperate, they brought in Eric Flowers. At one point. Yeah, what kind of idiot organizations bring him in? Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't think that their defense really – yeah, the Washington Redskins. <laughs> and the Giants. And the, well, the Giants drafted him, but yeah, as soon as they worse. realized their mistake they, and they brought a new they leadership, they got like rid of him. A year and a half too late. But their defensive line was not at the same level. Clias Campbell took a step back because of he's starting to get old. Malik Jackson looked okay, and I think that this defense is old. I don't think that it was built to be sustained – success going forward for five to ten years they threw a ton of money at positions at veterans that could get an output in the two seasons three seasons of them signing them and making those moves and now that we're three years after the fact and in, in, in a year removed if actually technically two years removed from an AFC championship they're just going to keep getting worse they need to start over <laughs> they do it's a it's a it's a band-aid duct tape on an iPhone taped to a speaker. All right. You know what? I think th I think the logic is that um, 
yeah, we made it to the AFC championship two years ago, and we had a bad quarterback. Let's just try to piece it together with a decent quarterback. And that sounds a lot in. like what the Giants are doing, which is like, oh, okay, l- let's just see what we can get, and like we're win right, win now, right now. Eli Manning can kind of do stuff. We can talk about them later. Yeah, we'll, we we'll talk about them say. later. Uh, Washington Redskins. Wait, what are you? Let's get let's get right to Fire's point so we can hash this out between yes. us. Right, go ahead, Fire. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Washington Redskins sign Landon Collins. Oh wow, that is very ambitious of you, Sean. I didn't even see that. That is very ambitious of you. The it's safety very, from the New York Giants that was not franchise tagged and allowed to walk into free agency. Jake, what is your grade? Yeah, I, I really don't have much input on this. Okay, uh, cool. I feel it's a good grade? signing, B minus. Okay. You guys can go at it now. <laughs> go ahead. Well, the best safety on the market was signed. So that garners an A minus. Okay, real quick, let me just say here that the safety from Joe's team was signed by Sean's team. Yeah, this didn't, this didn't at all impact it because I don't think Landon Collins is a good safety. I think you're out of your mind. I think he's I below think average. I think he's good at one thing. He's an incredible box safety. He's an incredible tackler, and he's a great run defender. I think when you but have a, he a, a team sucks. That su- I think when you he have is, a team that sucks, right, it puts more pressure safety. on the safeties. He's a good safety. He oh, so him one-on-one with a backup tight end. I've seen him multiple coverage. times give up wide-open oh, plays. And hello, everybody. Welcome Do to the have- battle between <laughs> Joseph DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Go ahead. We should put some fighting music under this. I'm going to. We're getting like Mortal Kombat music. Rocky. Write down the time, Fire. He's in 2936. 2936. Landon Collins going to the Redskins is the dumbest move. They're spending all of this money, which I can confidently say the Redskins are the worst team in the NFL. The worst team top to bottom. I agree. I am not confident in anything that they have. Their quarterback situation is a joke. They need to start over everywhere. The only thing that I like is their offensive line. I like their offensive line. They're actually going to make the playoffs before Alex Smith goes down. But looking at them right now, Alex Alex Smith might not even play another down of football He might not, but... They were managing to do all right when he was playing. Their secondary's not that good. They are now. Their corners are not that good besides Josh Norman. And then on top of that, I mean, they also have a good defensive line. Their their linebacking core. Sounds like you like a lot of the parts (laughs) of the Redskins here. Their linebacking core is bad. Adrian Peterson has a thousand. They have no weapons. They just they just lost Jamison Crowder. Adrian Peterson is aging. I'm not I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not done. I'm not done yet. So signing Landon Collins. Does not make this team better. How Hawk Clinton Dix left, and and if you think Hawk Clinton Dix is better than Landon Collins, you could just no. I'm I'm more fired. But that's not what I was saying though. Ha Hawk Clinton Dix left, so they signed someone else, and essentially, you know, they they didn't really get that much better at the safety position because one guy goes out that's a high quality player, and then another one comes in. So instead of having both of them, you just have one. And I, I promise you that you're going to be so frustrated with Landon Collins. The amount of games that I've watched him get owned and destroyed by running backs, tight ends, um, and also receivers in one-on-one situations. All right, well, DJ Swearing last year with the Reds was playing for, I'd say, 10 to 12 weeks in the season at an all-pro <laughs> all level, or a pro, pro bowl level. Who's better? DJ Swinger or Landon Collins? Real quick, for anybody that just heard that no- okay. noise, Joe tried to shoot the empty water bottle in the trash can and just didn't even and touch the trash can. And I said, ye. Okay. Didn't so hear as, that, as you should have mentioned that you said that. As we were, <laughs> Joe. DJ Swinger or Landon Collins? 
Lame and Colin. Okay, thank you very much. So they get rid of Swearinger and they upgrade from a, a, a pro, pro Bowl caliber safety in that system to an even better Pro Bowl caliber safety. And you're telling me that's not an A- worthy grade. I also want to apologize to the audience for my sickness. Do you need to make Thank this you. about you? We'll get to you. You're taking about a minute, okay? <laughs> God, the, the Patriots, the Patriots aren't involved for like one week. It fires. <laughs> that was good. It was, it was a good deal for the Redskins. You know, you guys ranted. That's, that's, that's about okay. it. All right, we on the next one. Joe yeah, loses. No, I win. Perfect. No, no, nobody won. No, Sean did win. You didn't win that. You argument. still look like a big ET, and I hope I hope Gresh says that to you tomorrow. I hope he does also. D Ford was traded to the San Francisco 49ers, the player that infamously lined up offsides in the AFC Championship game. Jake, was this a good trade? I'm gonna give it an A. Oh, he was also I, uh, signed to an extension, but keep going. I'm going to give it the A because the 49ers are likely to draft Nick Bosa, and that just makes their defensive line elite, and D4 just adds that front seven. So they're going to have a phenomenal front front seven, phenomenal defensive line for that uh, 49ers defense. Also, Jake, I'm sorry I snapped at you a little. You sound fine on the mic also, by the way. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, I didn't hear what you, you said. You sound good earlier. Never mind. He doesn't care. He's okay. it's in one ear out the other. He didn't even acknowledge. <laughs> That's it. fine. All right. All right. Yeah, you, D Ford B. Good signing. Uh, I think he's going to improve the 49ers. Right, but if they draft Nick Bosa, you give that an A. Well, uh, I think that the That's right, condition ahead, that ahead, we Sean. can't guarantee will be met. Right, ahead, I'm, I'm, I'm adding the condition right now. Okay. With that with that condition added, what do you rate the move? Still a B. It's D Ford. I also gave this a B, and my reasoning I for saw, it is yeah. that. D Ford is effectively a pass rusher, and they had to send away a pick. They also had to sign him to a pretty lucrative deal that's up there for being one of the highest paid as an edge rusher. Yeah. And they didn't have to do that. Like you said, if they take uh, Nick Bosa, they could have spent way less money on just getting one guy to improve the pass rush instead of multiple. So you already have the Forrest Buckner, you have Eric Armstead, you have Solomon Thomas, and then you bring in Nick Bosa, and then you also have D Ford. Obviously, D Ford. They also signed Quan Alexander. And also Quan Alexander. You didn't oh need D Ford. Quan Alexander is probably going to play a little bit more inside than outside. That's fine with me. But D Ford's effectively more of a. He's going to play some linebacker. I understand that. He will play but linebacker. they have too many defensive line pieces. No, or even if they too take. Many. Qu- Quinnian Williams or, or somebody else, they have to take a defensive lineman with the top, one of the top three picks because that's the best available on the board. Oh, and if you take someone, <laughs> if you take someone else, it's a huge reach. Oh boy! It's, if you take someone else, it's gonna be, it's going to be a relatively big reach, and they're not going to take a quarterback. I agree. Maybe I'll rate this. Uh, you're swaying me a little here. Maybe I'll no, give it a C no, plus because no. it's, just, it's almost the, like money. But the logic is they spent all of this money. And they have D Ford more is an pressing linebacker. But maybe they trade back. But Nick he's, Bosa's a but he's also but he's a pass rusher. They could trade back. He, are we, are we sometimes gonna, he is. Don't, am I, don't they run a they run primarily a four three, don't they? I mean yeah. that scheme is definitely yeah. subject to change. So, but like I'm is D Ford really gonna be putting his hand in the dirt that much and he's a better pass rusher than he is an outside linebacker? They will find a way to have all those players in the field at the same time. Look, all I'm really saying is that, that did, did they spend any money on bringing in any receivers? They brought in Tevin Coleman, which I loved, but did they bring any receivers? They brought in Jordan Matthews. Uh, that's the okay. epitome of average. The, the epitome of average to below average, yeah. and I honestly don't like the fact that they were so willing to make this move for D Ford, but didn't make any moves to get any receivers. They I'm wanted going, Odell, and they made some offers, but 
Antonio Brown would have been a better They're move. They're going with the Rams policy. Just stack up your defense and hope they can win the games. They do have more offensive weapons, though, than the 49ers do, which is why their offense was one of the best in the league. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, Greg Kittle, now Tevin Coleman. You can keep keep them healthy. Was it Matt Breida that was had the most rushing yards? The but they don't have any hurt, receivers. They got um, uh, McKinnon. Was that McKinnon? He's a he's a running back. I know. I'm saying, and then but they have, they have the Dante kid. Pettis, and yeah. they don't have a uh, they don't have a number one receiver. They don't have anyone that I'm really confident in offensively. But that being said, we got a couple more deals to go through. C.J. Mosley, surprising one here that that the Ravens didn't re-sign him, is now a New York Jet. Jake, what say you? I don't know. B. I mean, the Jets are always going to be terrible. I mean, uh, he's not going to. I mean, uh. What what is he going to add to the Jets? What did Bart Scott add to the Jets when he left the Ravens? And and then went to the the Jets. He he's an incredible presence as a Mike linebacker he is. and Top great linebacker. I mean, you're a linebacker. Don't, can you attest to that? If, no, if he's you fantastic. have, if you have no, but but let me ask this question though. If you have young, talented guys and you bring in a couple pieces and then maybe draft another one, if you bring in an impactful leader to anchor your defense, don't you think that's a a huge step forward? You know what it is, and I I actually it's a B. They have Jamal Adams. They have Leonard, Leonard Williams. Williams. Yeah, so don't say Leonard Williams in the same breath as those two. <laughs> I mean, I can't stand Leonard Williams. I give the C.J. Mosley signing an A. Joe, your grade. My grade for this one was an obvious A, and for the reasons that I just said, he's the anchor that they needed. At sitting at uh, three, actually, I'm confident they're going to take a defensive lineman, and that defense is going to be very, very good. Sam Darnold isn't going to have to do that much work in this situation. Uh, seems a l- do it. okay. That, that, that's a very broad it's, statement. It's a broad a, statement. That's a, a little it's bit a, of a it's reach, a, guy. It's a big brush stro- brush stroke there statement. We go. But it seems a little bit similar, and this seems more similar to me than what you just said. Fire to the Rams because they build up that defense. Similar, I agree. You, you have a young quarterback that needs a little bit of time to figure things out. If they can maybe draft someone with that second early second round pick, help Darnold out and get him some weapons, that team is completely different in two years. I mean, what good is it if your defense cuts you off the field but the quarterback still can't throw the ball? Well, we have to see what Darnold does and what steps he takes forward. He has the ceiling of Jared Goff. I'm not saying that Darnold can't throw the ball. I'm saying he's nobody to throw to. Oh, that, that's a good point. So another move, and actually this is somebody he can throw to, is Le'Veon Bell signed with the New York Jets after the obvious major situation that happened with the Steelers not playing the season? Now he's a New York Jet. Jake, what do you have? I'm going to give it a B. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, great player in the NFL. I mean, he sat out a year, so we'll see how he comes back. But uh, being a Pats fan, I'm definitely not looking forward to seeing him two games every year. But... Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes because the Pats historically have not had the best run defense and losing Trey Flowers. I mean, for the Jets, way to go. you got a running game, take the load off Sam Darnold. Sean? I gave it an A-. minus. It's the best piece that the Jets have had, I'd say, before, I'd say since LaDainian Tomlinson came. He's fantastic. I think that he will improve this offense in both the passing and the rushing game. I think that he adds a different level of um, need to stop. I, I can't think of the, the word. Uh, attention. Yeah. There we go. Attention. Uh, I think he actually, I hate to, to say this after I 
came after Jake earlier for saying it. I think he will alleviate some of the attention and pressure from Darnold, him being a veteran presence and him being as good as he is. I give him an A minus just because I'm sick of the antics with Le'Veon Bell. Mm. I backed him. I hitched my my wagon to his uh, his horse, and he just you know sat there in the middle of the road with me for an, for a year. I gave this a B minus, and I completely agree with all the points that you said. I just think that it's a lot of money to spend on a running back. Oh, they could go. they could have saved up some room and used it to spend elsewhere. But ultimately, you know, I'm going to be wrong in this situation. Le'Veon Bell is probably going to have a very good season in the next few years until he, you know, gets a little bit too old and he, and he falls apart. Final deal here, and this one's not as momentous. Deshaun Jackson was traded to the Eagles from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't need to break this one down a ton, but Jake, what say you? I'm going to give it a C. I mean, is, uh, how old is how old is this? This is Fire's first C. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Well, everything else is. How old is how old is Djack? Let me look it up real quick. You guys He's over thirty. You guys continue. Sean, uh, C plus. I, I think. I wish he went back to the skins, uh, but. I think Philly is going to be able to use him. I think he still can take the top off of any defense, which is just ridiculous. And then uh, Jake just pulled it up. He's thirty-two years old. Thirty-two. I think he's got. I think this is probably. I he's think he's got two may, more years. Yeah, in maybe his legs. two more years. Maybe two. More. I don't. I don't think this deal really does much. Fine um, with it. Their receiving core gets a slight upgrade. It's a nice little toy for Carson Wentz, but I, I don't really see a need to be optimistic going forward about how this is going to impact things for their offense. I don't think it's going to really make them take the next step forward because they still don't have an effective running game. So the next two things that we're going to go over is who improved the most and who had the worst approach in free agency. So, Jake, who is your team that made the biggest improvements? 150% the Cleveland Browns added OBJ Added Sheldon Richardson, added Olivier Vernon. They're just added added Cream Hunt. People forget about that one. He's also on the Browns. So you know what? They are loaded. They are locked and loaded and ready for a playoff push. And if you don't think they're going to win the AFC North, I want to hear your take on who will. Let's go, Sean. Who's your most improved? Uh, sorry for awkwardly touching your. Uh, it's okay. Uh, most improved, Jake. Could you please move the mouse? Wake up the screen yep. for us. I, I, if this episode cuts off on us, I'm going to literally, I might quit the show. Okay. Okay. Just, I, just I don't know where I'm going to find another, I don't know where I'm going to find another big goon to, <laughs> to take up space in this tight room. <laughs> it's not that hot in here for once. I, I'm, I'm right. steamed. I'm boiling. Uh, well, you're wearing full sweats <laughs> and you have a hood on for God knows what my, reason. <laughs> the most improved team is the Jets for me. Uh, they pick up CJ Mosley. They pick up Le'Veon Bell. They pick up Jamison Crowder, who I think is a quality player. Or he can be quality, but they also pick up Calicio Semele. I think that was a very underrated guard. I think that they are the most improved team in the NFL after this free agency. Close second though, the Niners. The uh, you said you think the Niners are the close Niners second? are close second. I think my close second here is the Jets, but my one was the Packers, and my reasoning for that is how many off seasons have we endured over the past like three or four years in which. Fans and analysts have been like, well, why aren't the Packers spending any money on defense if their defense has been their weakness? How much can Aaron Rodgers do? And we slowly saw this depreciation in the quality of play for the Packers to the point where they missed the playoffs two years in a row. New head coach, new regime, new general manager. The first thing that general manager does is go and draft two cornerbacks, and now he decides to spend a ton of money 
on the defensive side of the ball. You bring in Adrian Amos at the safety position from the Chicago Bears. You brought in Preston Smith from the Redskins and then Zadarius Smith from the Ravens. So they're not all elite players, but they did exactly what they needed to do. And the whole point of free agency is plugging those holes that are holding you down and keeping you afloat going forward. So I think these small moves and these quality players, not standout performers, not game impactors, but quality performers are going to take this defense from probably being one of the worst to in the top half. Next here, a little bit interesting here, so it's freedom to vent. Jake Fire, who had the worst approach and is the biggest loser in free agency? The biggest loser is the New York Giants. I mean... The trade, I know, they, I understand they're they're in a tough spot as an organization. I mean, bad move after bad move, they just consistently just seem to fumble the ball, and trading away three of your most key players to accumulate draft picks and a young safety and an offensive guard is just. I just don't think that's the right route you take. OBJ, you lost Collins, you traded Vernon as well. I mean. What if you swing and a miss on the, on the draft picks that you take? <laughs> what was that what noise? If, that was a, I don't know. Like, okay, all right. If it was just a click, we're good. Sean, I'm a bit intrigued by yours here. Oh, uh, yeah, my worst approach to free agency this year was the Buffalo Bills. I didn't get it. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, you say the Packers, they didn't sign all-stars, right? But they signed quality players. The Bills did neither, but they signed a lot of people for a good amount of money. They signed Cole Beasley, who's probably the most notable signing. That's a, a ridiculous statement. Four <laughs> years for $29 million. Uh, it's so gross. John Brown, three years for $27 million. Frank Gore, the only real signing I think I like. Uh, yeah, Kevin Johnson, Tyler Croft. Uh, what is this? Three years for $18.75 million? They signed What a are bunch we of doing? Aver- they signed very average players. Mitch Morse, I'm fine with that one. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, a, that's, I think an that's a good signing. Ty Neshecki. They're not trying to make power year, moves. 14. They're trying. They're trying this to is develop no a moves. structure. They're just making a move. That's it, it, it's just a lateral move for no purpose. Jordan Phillips, did, nobody. Andre Roberts, like forty years old. Look, if you're gonna go about free agency, you make a splash, or you actually have a strategy. You don't just uh, throw it at the wall and see who who sticks. You're, it looks. It's like they're playing darts, mm-hmm. and they just missed. They just missed Antonio Brown, and then the the one. The one panel over was Cole Beasley. That's what they did. Yeah, it just—I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't even like it if they signed Antonio Brown in Buffalo. I don't think that would have worked. I don't. I don't know why. It's a gut feeling. I think the Bills had an awful free agency. They wasted money. Don't sleep on Josh Allen. I'm not. I. I, I no, you've been supportive I've, I've been of supported, Josh Allen. I've been supportive of the Bills. He just needs a little bit of help with it. They already have Zay Jones. They just need Cole Beasley. Oh, they got they got John Brown who can't yeah. catch a cold. Mm. <laughs> Mine is probably pretty obvious, and Jake already alluded it, thankfully. It's the New York Giants. Dave Gettleman, what in God's name are you doing? People have gone out of the way to say that you're the worst general manager in the NFL. Nothing, any move, decision that you have done. Well, I mean, the Redskins don't have at a general manager. At least you have a general manager. I don't know. We could put a trash can in his office, and it would get more production out of it than David Gettleman does. My logic here is that nothing he has done, despite constantly harping on the fact that they have a plan, that the front office has a plan, has really looked like it is a plan. 
I honestly have no problem with them trading Odell except for the fact that I loved Odell. I wish he could have stayed. But for the future of this team, <laughs> the future of this team, I think it's probably for the I think it's probably for the better. It's probably I've come to talk with you again. It's probably for the better that Odell is moving on now and not in a few years when his value is not as high. Or at the very end of the deal when they try to move him at a trade deadline. And also, you know, you get rid of Olivier Vernon. You don't bring back Landon Collins. They're throwing everything away. And the odd thing is that all the pieces that they're getting rid of are the ones that have actually played out. Instead, they continue to keep around tiny little bits and pieces that have not really been up to play as what you would have expected. Right now, this is a team full of like one-year, two-year contracts of no-name guys. The Giants will win less than three games. I Don't honestly, bits. And my biggest knock on Dave Gettleman's decision-making is how do you do all this and then refuse to pay Atlanta Collins and then you keep Eli Manning? How do you still keep it. paying you Eli Manning? How? How? It makes him, no sense to me. He's a top 20 quarterback. And and John Mara is so insistent on the fact that he won the two Super Bowls that they owe him something and then he's going to do it again. He is not a good quarterback right now. He Might. was a good quarterback at one point in time, but the man is over the hill. He's 38 years old. He sucks. He's crap. He's Some, terrible. Hey, send him to the Jaguars. Hey, did you pick up on that? What? Did you pick up on what Joe said? You didn't sign Landon Collins in a very furious tone. I knew it. You wish you had Collins. You're trying to sell me that it's bad safety. No, I knew it, Joe. I no. caught you. My logic with that is that they were refusing to spend money because they didn't think that he was could be valued at what Landon Collins wanted. But meanwhile, you're paying $23 million to a quarterback that has not played well. He's a bottom five quarterback at the moment. Bottom five. Terrible. Garbage. Trash. You could have gotten rid of him. You could have brought in a replacement quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater or traded for Jacoby Brissett. Heck, I would have been happy with with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would have been way happier with Ryan Fitzpatrick over Eli Manning. Instead, I have to watch that walking meme and and resting dumb face. Mouth breather. Mouth breather. Jake Fire lookalike. Jake Fire lookalike. Definitely sit around, not. Sit around and, and just suck the air out of that team. That is my two cents. And, and Sean, are you okay? And the Cleveland Browns have won the AFC North. God, we're 50 minutes in. 50 minutes in. All right, Plenty me, of time. Let me just hear that. I just, I just want to hear who's going to win the AFC North. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. You know, you know it, We haven't done a show in a week, people. If you want to tune out, tune out. We're talking about this right now. Okay. You want to talk AFC North? Not the Browns. The Who Steelers. Else? Really? They still have the best quarterback. I think Baker's better than Ben. I think Ben is over the hill. Put him to pasture. Hey, I do. Do you want to... What are we doing? No, I'm not. I'm not getting into this. This is, gonna, this is going to take what, 30 minutes. What are we doing? This is going to take. What are we minutes. doing in here with him on the show? If he thinks that Baker, you know, what? He's just I think he's I'm, trying to I'm hot just, take me. I, I know what he's doing. I right? am. It is very easy to get into his skin. So we're low on time here, but we have plenty of time for our favorite segment. Sorry, Jake, I do not mean to cut you off and you know steer okay. away from your. Can argument. we get your pick because on the AFC? Because we're going to be talking about. Just a quick, just a quick one. I say Steelers. You know, just to piss you guys off, Bengals. Oh, you <laughs> suck, <laughs> No, I don't actually think that. We're going to talk about who. That actually uh, made low-key Once we get bad. to the season preview, we'll be talking about that. But oh. right now, we are going to be doing our favorite segment. Do you know what their favorite segment is? 
Game of Thrones quiz. Uh, it is not. <laughs> it is not Game of Thrones quiz, but it is Hayden's horrendous takes. And this week we got. I don't one, even want to hear him. We got one take from Hayden, and it's that Dwayne Haskins is going to fall out of the top twenty-five. What, in it, picks. Wasn't his take last thing? <laughs> his take. The, the last man's not time. wrong though. He said that D Ford was going to get traded, and they were going to cut Justin Houston. So he got that right. All right well, what, what, that's not like a hot take. He's just shooting. But this was before anything happened. I, I'm saying that last week he also said something about Dwayne Haskins. Was that the same take? No, he didn't. He was something different. Your phone's on low battery percentage, Sean. Perfect. But he says that Dwayne Haskins is going to fall out of the top 25. Do we believe it? Do we think he's right? I don't even want to entertain that thought. Uh, look, the only thing I'm going to say to you, Hayden, because I know you like to listen when I, uh, when I break you down, is that... I don't think Dwayne Haskins is a good quarterback. He's 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 below average. He's not going to play up to par. But teams overvalue the quarterback position, and he is going to be taken early, just because that some team is going to be desperate and willing to draft him. It's okay, Sean. It's okay. I forgot to retweet the live. And he's better than so Kyler Murray. It's okay, big guy. And he's better than Kyler Murray. Well, we're going to have to see what happens with that, but I don't see him falling out of the top 25. Last thing to cap things off is we actually got some decent DMs. Now, they were mostly uh, Twitter comments, but the, you know I consider it the same thing. So we're going to entertain the first one from uh, Sean's wonderful friend, Sam Hutchinson. You're welcome for the very gross Shaq gift I sent you. GIF I sent you. Uh, he sent a lot of interesting questions, so we're only going to hit one because of the time constraints. And... The one that we are going to entertain is who is going to win the NFC Easy, and as his phone corrected, East to Easy, and I, I said, to, <laughs> I said to him that's that's actually kind of funny because, you know, it's 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 pretty correct. Jake, who is going to win the NFC East? Ah, uh, who is going to win the NFC East? I don't think it's gonna be the Cowboys. So who do you think? I said the Cowboys. Oh, you? I thought you said you don't think it's gonna be the Cowboys, Sean. Eagles. I think the Eagles win the NFC East. I see the Eagles winning it again, too. I think it goes Eagles, Cowboys. Redskins, Giants. Giants, Redskins. Uh, no, Redskins, Well, Giants. the Giants are going to go 0-16. That made my mind. They're not going to go 0-16, but they're going to... They might. They're going to They're going to they secure might. a top pick. It's, they, uh, they're not going to perform. I bet you you could go to Vegas and bet on them. Then they probably have the uh, highest uh, chance uh, of going 0-16. Uh, make a, a futures pick. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, that'd be a very, very fun futures pick. So the next question that we have... What are, what are you my doing? Bad. My bad. I'm just You're an idiot. <laughs> the next one that we have is from our friend L. Giggle. And his question, and he always has very interesting questions, is which NFL quarterback would survive the longest if stranded on a desert island? So basically, who's the most savvy and who do you trust to live? Tom Brady because it's Jesus. Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> you think that man pisses gold? Were you saying Ryan Fitzpatrick? Why? Uh, I think he's the smartest man in the NFL uh, besides John Urschel. And uh, Tardif Smith. Okay. If I'm being legitimate, I'm saying, uh, if I'm being legitimate, Fitzpatrick, that was the best call. Yeah, I, he went to Harvard. He's a genius. He'll he'll, he'll find his way. I'm saying either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Carson Wentz. Why? The, he's a he's a big outdoors Why? wilderness guy, and the, he's well, from he North went, Dakota. And he's not. He, no, he, but, he's from North Carolina. He went to school in North Dakota. Ooh, Carson Wentz. There we yep. go. No, he's from North Dakota. Because really? I looked it up, but I had this argument with somebody else on our team. I'm pretty sure he's from North Dakota. From North Carolina. 
Look it up, Joe. Wow, you're actually right. Thank you. Wow. Take a seat. Humbling. No, he was born in North Carolina. And he lived there for some time. Where do you play high school football at? That's all that matters. Um, Century High School, which is... It's in Bismarck, North Dakota. So, you're, so he was oh, born there, but he North ended Dakota. up. Yeah, he, he lived there. He lived there for a long time. Okay, but he probably uh, he no, spent. He spent. I'm besides the point, those are both two places that you know he's he was surrounded by, you know, outdoorsy stuff. And like I've seen, um, you know, like E60s and like feature pieces on him, and you know he's talked about how and it's even shown him hunting and doing that kind of stuff. So I honestly trust him. My second pick is Jake Fromm, if you remember, even though he's not an NFL quarterback. If you remember him in QB one. He was hunting, so I trust him to you know be able to. Yeah, I'm going with Brady Quinn too. Brady Quinn, <laughs> what? What do you what do you get that from? Because you're a Notre Dame fan. The, the, what? That doesn't. That was. Okay. And he was terrible. All right, the last one, and I'm just bringing this up uh, just to to call out Zach. Zach asked, "How many years would Alex Smith have to play to have the same amount of touchdowns?" Somebody, Zach, cut the cut the damn. Math questions out. We're not going to sit here and do the math, even though I sat in my oceanography class and actually did the math. Seventeen years. Twenty-two. That's close. Because he he's averaging nineteen a year, you know. Realistically, uh, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna break it down. I don't care enough. So, final closing thought is that we think, and if we actually commit to this, we're gonna do an NCAA bracket challenge and see who does the best. So we'll keep you updated on that. Send your brackets, and the winner gets a free fifty dollars gift card to Chili's restaurant. Yeah, no, we can't promise that. I don't even know where there's a Chili's near here. In Warwick. Yeah, I'm not going all the way to Warwick to get a Chili's. Gift well, good card. thing we can send it on down to Sean's dad, wherever he lives, and he can use it anywhere he wants. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's off the rails, man. We're we're about to touch right. an hour here. That is going to be it for us. A long episode. Thank you for sticking along with us. That is it for us here at Get to the Point. Follow us on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Check out Anchor Sports Network at Anchor Sports Net. Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. And that is it.